Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Cafe, where master business coach Erica Ross Krieger and her special guests teach you how to create true entrepreneurial wealth from the inside out. Grab your favorite podcast beverage and get ready for the Entrepreneur's Cafe. Now here's your host, Erica Ross Krieger. Welcome to the Cafe, Wealthies. Sit back, grab a cup of something yummy, and prepare to be inspired. Today's sponsor is Spring Forest Qigong. They hold a special place in my heart, and I'll remind you that the word qi, spelled Q-I, means energy, and gong, G-O-N-G, means to work with. So simply put, qigong means working with the body's energy. At Spring Forest Qigong, their goal is to help bring health and wellness to as many people across the globe as possible and fulfill founder master Chunyi Lin's vision of, quote, a healer in every home and a world without pain and suffering. That's actually my goal too, and I am a practitioner of Spring Forest Qigong and very ecstatic that they're willing to sponsor us. Spring Forest Qigong's pursued their goal since 1995 with two main paths, teaching people how to heal themselves and teaching people how to heal others. In the world of entrepreneurship, it's really important that we know how to care for ourselves, heal ourselves, and in working with our clients, we're actually healing them as well. So Spring Forest Qigong is a phenomenal way to learn about how to do both those things. I'll put their information in the show notes. Thanks again to them for sponsoring us. Well, today, my friends, the focus is going to be on patience, entrepreneurial patience. There are times when all of us want to go faster than the speed of light, and there are times when circumstances come forward and we need to take things one piece at a time. And you know, that's one of the reasons I'm a big fan of jigsaw puzzles, because that's the only way to get them done. Likewise, with my entrepreneurial business through the last 30 years, I've learned that that's the only way to get anything done, one piece at a time. So today I'm going to read you as yet another essay from my 2006 book called Seven Sacred Attitudes, How to Live in the Richness of the Moment. And it will showcase to you the world of patience in perhaps a different way than you might have thought about it. And this particular essay is called, I Would Have Stopped Anyway. Um, And here we go. While driving to my dentist's office in Albany, California, I decided to break from my usual scenic route and go directly through town for the sake of variety and to help save myself some time. Though I wasn't late, I surely didn't want to be late for the dentist, so the shortcut held a bit of appeal. Heading down Solano Avenue for the first time in ages, I did take some time to notice that the one maybe tired area had undergone some big changes. There were baskets of flowers hung on the once rusty and now painted street lamps. The city must have repaved the street, I thought. It's dark black and spotless. It's also much wider than it used to be. Continuing on my way, I glanced at the updated storefronts on both sides of the street. They were now charming with their new green awnings. Shoppers filed in and out of each one. The area had become awake and alive with life. 
I checked the clock on my dashboard, noticed I was making good time, and resumed my observations of the refreshed neighborhood. But the opportunities to do so came from a few more stop signs than I'd remembered, and not from any purposeful dawdling to look around. While stopped at one intersection, I noticed that even the old Chinese produce market, which I remembered as being dark and quiet most days, looked brighter and busier. The owners had moved bins and carts of fresh produce out to the sidewalk, inviting passerbys to pinch a melon or smell an orange. The changes made me smile as I drove along. The sweetest change I discovered was the addition of the senior citizen crossing guards who were stationed at each street corner. Eyes alert and narrowed in concentration, they watched for pedestrians who needed to traverse the new cobblestone crosswalks. The seniors sported official crossing guard uniforms, white shoulder harnesses, whistles that hung on lanyard necklaces, white hats with sun visors, and they held large wooden stop signs. But after a number of crossing guard enforced stops, my delight began to wear off. My smile faded and my impatience grew. True, Solano Avenue was a long avenue, but I wondered just how many more times I was going to be delayed. Now, maybe this change isn't so sweet, I thought. Between size, I found I had nothing to do at each stop but to note the crossing guard safety routine. And there was one. There were three whistles involved in the ritual. The first came as the crossing guard stepped into the crosswalk with the standard issue stop sign. A quick motion to the waiting pedestrians told them to cross the street. The second whistle informed the drivers that the pedestrians had arrived safely. And as the guard returned to the sidewalk, the third toot on the whistle told us it was safe to go. Every crosswalk, three whistles, same routine. The realization that I'd memorized the routine was a rude reminder that I'd waited for pedestrians at each and every blasted crosswalk I'd come to so far. My previously pleasant, though unplanned, sightseeing experience had disappeared behind a cloud of frustration. I fumed as I looked at the time again. I was now almost late for my dental appointment. I'd become oblivious to the individuals who served as crossing guards. I saw only uniforms and stop signs and heard only their whistles. However, I couldn't help but notice the woman who was stationed at the next crosswalk. She must have been 90 years old if she was a day. But 90 or not, she had a job to do. And it seemed she took it very seriously. A gaggle of children wanted to cross the street. And with the first shrill blast of her whistle, she was damn well going to stop traffic to be sure that they could. With that same whistle blast, I somehow remembered to take a deep breath. Notice that I was causing myself a lot of grief by fretting about the time and decided to just sit back and appreciate the scene before me. Very slight, very stooped, and very frail looking, the crossing guard hoisted that heavy wooden stop sign, which had to be heavier than she was, and carried it with her as she took slow steps away from the sidewalk and onto the cobblestones. The kids followed behind. I watched with almost bated breath 
wondering whether the woman herself would make a safe crossing. She reached the midway point of the street, planted herself right in front of my car with a scowl on her face born of responsibility and determination. She managed to wave the sign at me slightly to be sure I knew she meant business. Then she held the sign out in front of her arms as stiff as rods. The children crossed. She blew her whistle again. And when she arrived back at the sidewalk, she gave the third shrill tweet. By the time I left her station, I realized I'd stopped more than just my car at that intersection. I shook my head in amazement. Madam Crossing Guard, I thought, I would have stopped the car anyway. You didn't even need the sign, but watching you do your work in the world and the integrity with which you did it helped me remember to take a breath, to slow myself down, and notice that gotta get out their way that I'd been making my own self miserable. Stopping for you was my pleasure. That's the end of the essay and the inquiries that I'll leave you with and a few other notes are these inquiries. What is it for you to be as patient with yourself as you would be with that 90-year-old crossing guard? And the second question, what would it be like to truly know in your soul that your work in the world is indeed sacred? And the third question, what is it to take in some of your very own sweetness? I leave you with those inquiries for the week. And I remind you that as an entrepreneur, your work in the world is sacred. It's sacred because it is your work, your message that you want out to the world. And worth you going slow, having patience with yourself, taking it one piece at a time. All of that comes from the development of what I call, and Shirzad Shamin calls, the sage perspective. The sage perspective is a large part of my work with positive intelligence. And I invite you to my next free masterclass where. I call it Awakening the Sage, where we will do some more work on awakening that sage and the sage perspective, not only talking about patience, but a bunch of other things too, where our non-patience becomes a bit of a saboteur and we need to learn to quiet those saboteurs. So I'd love you to join me in my next masterclass. Go ahead and you can shoot me an email, tapwitherica at gmail.com. And just go ahead and let me know that you'd like to know the dates of the next free masterclass, and I'll be in touch. For now, wealthies, always remember that success is in your nature, and true wealth starts from the inside out. All of the information from today's show, including a reminder of my email, will be in the show notes. Thanks again to our sponsor, Chief Far Spring Forest Qigong. I'll put their information in the show notes as well. I look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, be well. 
Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur's Cafe podcast. If you like the show, please rate, recommend, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts so we can spread the positivity and the love of entrepreneuring from the inside out. Until next time, my friends, listen to your big entrepreneurial heart. Follow your passion, take that inspired action, and be boldly and brilliantly you. You can get more valuable advice and inspiration from Erica's free Entrepreneur's Toolkit over at ericarosscoach.com forward slash toolkit.